video cassette and select DVD. They'll leave you screaming for more. Hey, cool friends. How are we? We are here. We're here and that's all that matters. We are here and we're queer. And thank you for joining us today. Today is a fun episode. We are going to be, well, we have a special guest. And well, we do. <laughs> special is the word. Special is definitely the word. Um, it is my partner, Blake Charles Fortune. Charles? Did you use my middle name? <laughs> yes. Also, we're sharing a mic. Um, so this is also the ultimate test of our relationship, and we will be passing it. As if you haven't had enough tests. <laughs> back and back and forth. Testies. Back and forth between the two of us. Blake, would you like to say hi to everyone? Hey, what's up? Welcome to um, Beer Queers. Love that. Amazing. Great. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to add about Blake? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Blake is a person uh, who lives two minutes away from me. Yes. Um, and he also really enjoys horror and he's very gay. Mm-hmm. So I'm also your friend. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to have Gotta a great time. Got to bury the lead with that one. Um, Blake, are you excited to talk about horror sequels today? I'm so excited. I came over faster than a bat out of hell. Yeah, but you were still 10 minutes late. <laughs> well, I w- okay. This is the thing though, because I told Chase, when you leave your home, wait at my door and I'll meet you. He wasn't waiting at my door. He was waiting at your door. There was a bit of miscommunication. I thought he meant, he said, I'll see you on the stoop. And so I meant, I thought he meant the stoop of your building. Like Stoop Kid from Harold. Yes. I don't know. I didn't have cable, but. I do. <laughs> oh boy. This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> no, it's not. I love horror. No, actually, Blake, Blake is one of the biggest horror fans I know. Personally. I agree. Yeah. I made my own movie when I was a kid and made a bunch of small films. They all got deleted on my computer because I didn't know how to make space and I was scared my dad would get mad at me. So like. Oh. I just like deleted really quick. Shout out to Brad. And, but the thing is that we made a horror movie. The parents all saw it. We had a premiere, but um, I accidentally deleted it and all the neighbor kids are still mad at me. That's the true horror. Well, also, you know what else you did that's really cute is you were a big, big Goosebumps fan. Of course. And you, so, you think you wrote RL Sign a Letter and you used to write your own, you used to write your own Goosebumps stories. Yes, that is true. Oh my gosh, is this like a celebrity thing where they're like, True or false, let us know about the rumors. <laughs> that is true. It also is true that R.L. Stein never wrote me back. But canceled. I, this is, I learned how to type on a typewriter because of that. Um, my two books were The Screams, which actually was a series, so multiple books. The second one was Winter Worries. Um, that was a little less of a gruesome one because <laughs> I sent, I was like entering to get into this contest for a book that I wrote. And it was called The Screams, but I, I forgot what the this one was called, but it was one of the series, and I was proud of this one. And they wrote me back in a letter, and I think I still have it, and they told me that it was too gruesome, and I couldn't make it in the magazine. <laughs> we are learning so much about you. That's gay. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. gay. That's pretty freaking gay. Like, it was like for a children's magazine or like highlights or something, and they told me that Damn. we love your writing, and you should keep doing it, but it also is way too graphic I for need to read highlights. that. We need to so have a dramatic reading on the pod. We do. Do you have yes. it? Um, oh, I could definitely find it. My okay, aunt. Okay, next episode. <laughs> my aunt actually like gave me. I used to write them and like send them to my aunt because she would like encourage me to do it, and she just gave me a folder with a bunch of them. So. Okay. Well, n- next episode we have Blake on. <laughs> we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I should keep writing. Your psychic told me to write. So yeah, true. I see a medium pretty regularly, and and she she oh intuitively God, knew that my partner was a wow. a uh, uh, well used to write, and so she was like, oh, he needs to start writing more. And I love that. Flex his creative writing muscle. Yeah, I mean, psychic, medium, 
that's okay. You're good. Zach Bagans. Sorry. Yeah, Zach Bagans. All pretty much in the same tier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the one thing that is definitely a common thread between all of them would be Annabelle. Yes. She pulls the strings. She She's pulls. She pulls my strings. She's the puppetress. Anything supernatural is all connected to her. I'm. I'm into it. Bas- see, this is the, this, this is why this episode is gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Blake and I, Annabelle stands, and uh, Beza is the opposite Not of that. Not so much. Also, today I typed in Annabelle on my phone, and it auto corrected to Arabella, Beza's Aww, partner. So love that. Who's also in the room? <laughs> Who's also a possessed doll? <laughs> <laughs> she is a doll. Hey. She's a doll. <laughs> um, amazing. So we have a little. A little. Oh. We have a, a a movie roundup, otherwise known as... The FQ Video Store. The FQ Video Store. Let's hit it. Welcome, ghouls, gays, and bays, to the FQ Video Store. Amazing. So what have we seen this week? I know we saw one little flick together. Actually, all four of us. was a little double date. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Oh well, God, it was a double date. Should we just talk about the one thing? Because we'll probably want to talk about it a little bit. But I also want to do a, an episode, an episode on it. And we also it. don't want to spoil it because it's only been out for like two Yeah, a couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. But we did see last night in Soho. We did? Girl. <laughs> Blake, the way I thought you stand that movie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, oh it was a joke. I'm sorry. It was a <laughs> Don't joke. Don't worry, everybody. It was a joke. Don't worry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. We also saw it on film. Yes, we saw it on 35, uh, millimeter. 35 millimeter. It was very exciting. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. It was beautiful. I will say though, I mean, not to get canceled by the, the film stands out there. Is oh I halfway like six minutes chase. <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the movie, I definitely was like, okay, I can't really tell it's on film anymore. I felt well, like I in the beginning it, I could, and then all of a sudden it just kind of all looks. I like, think it's because the theater that we saw it in was very small and it was formatted for specifically thirty five millimeter. Uh, like the actual yeah. big theater in the music box is very different. Yeah, and I think I I don't know. Like I like seeing like imperfections on film. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, why am I watching it on film? I'm sure it was like nicer on my eyes but like and maybe on my psyche oh no um but anyways think overall overall uh my quick take because we will be doing an episode on this is uh it was one of the best stories i've seen in a long time and one of the best movies i've seen in a long time i'm grateful for that theatrical experience i agree i thought it was such an interesting story. I don't know if it was based off a original, you know, like a book or anything, or if somebody made it. But regardless, it was really original. Um, apparently, it's original. Original. <laughs> you never know these days. It's true. It's true. But Anya Taylor Joy, love her. I said this to Arabella and Beza and Chase like a million times. But I first saw her in Thoroughbreds. Oh my god! We just watched that movie the other uh, day. Was it? Did it hold up? Um, I really liked it. It, mm-hmm. It's not what I was expecting. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I liked it because it was just like a dark and atmospheric, very A twenty four, very A twenty four with the chest. Was and it A twenty four? Isn't there chess in that movie? And she's in like Gambit Game or Queen of Thrones or something like that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Blake doesn't watch a lot of TV. Um. I haven't seen Queen's Gamb- G- yes. Gay Gambit. Well, I have. Has not. Has not seen it. Has not. Um, Blake is also a chronic liar. <laughs> so, <gasps> Beza, you're gonna. I'm gonna cancel you. <laughs> okay, do it. It's also not true. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I saw her in that. She was really good in it. Okay, that's yeah. Because I remember her being standout, and obviously she has a really 
um, I was going to say incredible face, but I'm going to say, um, I was going to say remarkable, memorable. <laughs> you know, she all around, I'd say she's, she's and a her joy. S- her singing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she d- she did mean, that. I don't think Blake got it. <laughs> I know. I got it. Oh, the joy. I, she is a joy to be around. She's a joy. <laughs> she definitely worked her way into that name. She yes. did. And she's an incredible singer. Yeah. Downtown. <gasps> <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to get into my thoughts no. really yeah, quickly. Yeah, well, how, what did you think of last angle. night in Soho? I, without giving too much away, definitely one of my top movies of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my top movies of the past decade, Yeah, personally. And we will get into that whenever we do that episode, whenever this is available on VOD, so people can actually Yeah, we don't want to spoil it. anything. Spoilers, no, no spoiling. I don't know how you can talk about it without spoiling it, honestly. That's but the issue, yeah. Yeah, visually, it was incredible, and I would recommend it to everybody. Yes, yeah. and and that's a good point to everybody because uh, one of my f- best friends in the whole world, Lana, she um doesn't love she doesn't love scary movies. She's like horrified of scary movies and doesn't want to be anywhere near them. And she's like, "Was well, it gonna be too scary?" Because you know it's kind of kind of I don't know. Anyway, and I was like, honestly, no. Like, if someone doesn't like horror, it's not that horror y. I mean, it's thriller for sure. And like, there's yeah. like uh, you know, there's like little elements of horror, but it's not like a scary movie. Mm-hmm. It's just thrilling. Yeah, it's yeah. like woo. If you're, I think if, especially if you are a woman, uh, it's horrifying for a lot of different reasons, but yeah, it's overall as a genre, maybe not what people typically think of when they think of horror. Right. Exactly. Which is why I love it. Yeah. And it's still, yeah, it's very connected to, um, real life, Mm -hmm. which is what good horror should always be about. Yeah. Have a metaphor to it. And what else was going to say? Oh, what Chase was saying too, it's. For people who are scared of it, because two people ask me, I'm too scared to watch it, basically, for people who don't aren't into horror at all. But I think it's a, just a good ghost story. And I think yeah. a ghost story it could definitely be different than a, a horror, horror story. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's very genre bending. Haunting a blind manor. Haunting yeah. of blind. Yeah. That's a, actually a really good comparison to it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Which a lot of people hated. But you know what? Yeah. Can't relate. I loved it until I didn't. No, I loved it. But it... it really does remind me of the deep depths of quarantine like the lowest yeah, of the low. oh fair. it's so triggering yeah. to think about now i just like remember cooking like purple carrot meals not sponsored not sponsored, not sponsored but, but open to be. it amazing anything else that we've watched oh i saw the eternals no one else in this room did though nope sorry um, I didn't watch anything, but I wanted to say that we also went through not the Bly Manor Haunted House, but we did go through the Haunted, haunted House for Hill the House. Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that one, but the Haunted House was very scary. I'm it sure. was the best one of the night. I think. Yeah, I'm it's, sure. It's amazing. Yeah, that makes sense. What about That's you? What terror feels like. Yes. Um, what else? I mean, I finished what we do in the shadows. Oh, we did too. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, we had a little edible, though. I don't really remember it. <laughs> That was me in the, the entire third season with Arabella. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, I don't remember a lot of the third season because I was very high watching it. But um, I do remember what happened. It, I thought it was a really wonderful finale. It was finale. a really good finale. It was. And I think that they are going to make two characters actually gay. I think they're going to go there. I feel I, cause it. The, the subtext was so... I know. No, 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 no. I'm just saying two characters will be gay mm-hmm. together. Um, because they really leaned into the sub. I mean, it's like watching a romantic comedy Absolutely. for like a minute. Like those scenes were just so written that way. So yeah, yeah, I agree. 
I would love to talk about what we do in the shadows too. Oh, can, can we do I, an episode on that? I would love to, but you have to watch Buffy because I hel- I <gasps> held up my end of the bargain. You got okay, T. But c- give me like, let me like, can we at least record it three three seasons into Buffy so I don't have to like watch all of Buffy before we record? Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, because there's three episodes of what we do in the shadows. Yes, I mean seasons. Buffy yes, has so many seasons. It's like a fringe. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I know. I I've always been wanting to watch Buffy, but Buffy and older shows in general. No, it's a process. Like twenty one episodes. Yeah, it's not what we do in the shadows oh, yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's like 22 episodes, 40 minute episodes a season. So it's like, it's a big, big one. I kind of love that though, because I know that the eight episodes, I think one of the goals maybe could be that everything that's supposed to be filler is out. Mm-hmm. But when you have Buffy and one of my favorite shows, Fringe, you always have episodes that actually make no sense or just such filler or just such weird. But that's the, those abstract. are the best episodes. No, they are. Did, does Buffy have one that's like really... One that's really out there is, which is like probably also the best episode of the whole show, is called Once More with Feeling. And it's the musical episode of the show. Oh, yeah. And I heard about that one. It was just the 20th, I think the 20th anniversary of it. But it's like it it invented like musicals on yes. TV. And it's like happened out of nowhere. No one was really expecting it. And it like blew everyone away. It's like one of the best episodes of the entire show. That is I was going to tell you I the sing same the music thing. constantly. That's so crazy. I mean, not crazy. That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. I'm going to start I'm going to start Buffy. What? Okay, so what I was going to say in response to Beza this Buffy episode on the top of my mind, one of my favorite shows Fringe had a musical episode. Is Fringe one of your favorite shows? Yes! I didn't know! I know, I've been trying to tell you! And (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I could sit here today and let you know. (laughs) Um, Share your story. But Buffy Buffy and Fringe have the same, um, the parallel between having, first of all, really weird abstract episodes. They tried, it was probably an ode to Buffy because I never knew that because when I was watching it, I was definitely younger and I was like, I don't know why they're doing this. When did Fringe come out? Um, Probably in like 2009, 2010-ish. Oh yeah, for sure. And they did a musical episode. wasn't very good, but I give them props for doing it. And I yeah. didn't understand why they did that. But it definitely is an. It's ode because to Buffy. of Buffy. That's. Cr- but when are we going to talk about the musical episode of Even Stevens? <laughs> uh oh! So they started it. Buffy didn't. No, no. Buffy came out in 1997. <laughs> Even Stevens came out in the 1800s. <laughs> Before Dracula, actually. <laughs> Before Dracula. Ah. Uh. Okay, anything else? Or should we start talking about squeak walls? I think we should get into the horror squeaks. Um, uh, I love squeak walls. I Just the title. Not the actual theory of, of squeak walls. Just the title from Alvin and the Chipmunks. And Chipwrecked. And yeah. Chip. Oh and Road Chip. Blake, <laughs> what is this knowledge of the There's Alvin a lot. and the Chipmunks live action? It's very campy knowledge that you own. Um, okay, well, I'll just open up by saying that I was a little nervous to talk about this because Same. I was like, I like Blake and I kind of had a couple conversations like, well, what are we going to say about horror sequels? You know so what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. what is there to say? But you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to all share our, our, our favorite horror sequels and our least favorite horror sequels. And I think that will lead us into sort of like deciphering, well, what made that the best and what made that the worst? Mm -hmm. So then we will, by the end of our conversation, I like to think that we will have learned something about what makes a good horror sequel and what doesn't. And if not, and if not, well, I hope we'll, we'll have some laughs along the way. I hope so. (laughs) We'll see who wants to go. So should we start with what we love or hate? Let's make it a personal pref. Or should okay. we blanket it? Yeah, should we do should we do like a round of loves and then a round of hates? Sure. Okay. I'm not going first though. You two are leading. Okay, up. I'll I'll do my I'll do my my first love. Um, I think I know. I want I can't oh, should we guess what the other person's is? Because I think I know what yours is. 
Is that bad? <laughs> no, no. I think that's kind of fun. I just, I don't know what I'd guess for y'all. That's like you, hard. I feel like both of you could easily figure out what mine is. Anyway. Okay. I'll, I think I know what yours is. Okay. But should I guess yours? Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. I have two. Okay. I have, it's either Evil Dead 2. Oh, I Okay. Keep going. Or Halloween 2. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So let me read you let literally read what you. I wrote down, which is obviously Evil Dead 2, but personally... <laughs> Well, I said personally The Conjuring 2, oh, okay. but my honor- and then I wrote honorable mention Halloween 2 is just iconic and one of my favorite co- sequels ever. Period. Oh gosh, you guys. Well, I was, I I've was i seen the first Evil Dead. I haven't seen the second one. I'm not going to talk about why I haven't seen the second one. <laughs> yes, we won't talk about why. We won't, which is I watched it without him. But hey, um, I had COVID. So <laughs> period. <laughs> I needed something to make myself feel better. Yeah. yeah. But it does sound really good. I've only heard good things about it. I love Evil Dead and I could only imagine what. And Ash is hot. Oh, my oh God. yeah. So he has a full series. Okay, this is another thing. Speaking of squeakwells, how many squeaks do we get? Because sequels, Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. I think it should just be the second movie of a franchise. Because if we're talking oh. about if we're talking about like a fourth movie, like Scream 4, girl, like that's yeah. just like kind of a lot to unpack. Or yeah, I think Friday it should be 13th. like a direct sequel, like not necessarily third or fourth movie in a franchise, but that's just me. Hmm. Well, Okay, you two keep talking about your okay. favorite things. Okay, so I will say, first of all, touched. Could cry. <laughs> Thank you for knowing me. Um, because welcome. you literally got two of my three on my best list. I, I was thinking of that Conjuring so 2 as funny. well. Yeah. That is so funny. Okay, well, it's like we have a horror podcast. Yeah, it's like, it's like as if we, we talk don't about this shit every week. Literally. <laughs> um, okay, amazing. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and, and just say Conjuring 2 is the one I ultimately picked out, outside of Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, uh, Halloween 2. Because... A Conjuring 2, and I think this is one of the things that just makes... Terrifying. That, bitch, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's, so that's exactly what I was going to say. Did you just call me a bitch? <laughs> <gasps> okay. One time I said that and my mom actually got offended. And it was really, <laughs> oh, shout out to Becky. Yeah, yeah, with peace and love, like I know a couple of straight people in my life who are like, wait, why do you call everyone bitch? Like That's kind of rude. And I'm like, okay, okay well, anyway. it's yeah. not for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling you bitch. Anyway, 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 anyway. So, uh, yes, you were right on the money. You said terrifying. And I think that's one of the things that make that that makes horror sequels work is they just have to be scary. They yeah. just have to be scary. Like like uh, more like more than even world building. Mm-hmm. It just has to be scary. It has to be fun and scary and conjuring too. It has to give you something that wasn't in the first one. Exactly. And 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 like I don't care if like the plot is necessarily still as on par, but it has to be just as scary if not scarier. And you mm-hmm. know what? The Conjuring 2 does that. The Conjuring 2 is so good. It's so creepy. It really is just fun. It's like a fun haunted house story. I think what's really scary, what's really scary about The Conjuring 2 is, first of all, I guess they kind of both blend in together for me, so I can't guarantee this, but in the second one, what stands out to me the most is... Spoilers for Conjuring 2. Oh, yeah, spoilers. One, two, three. I also haven't, I I haven't (laughs) seen it, so... Yeah. But I don't care, I'm not watching it. I'll just briefly, like, go over things that I... First of all, that really tall man, that scene with the really tall man, so cool, so practical. Yeah. Um, definitely really different for them, but also what really stood out is how fucking terrifying that chair is that just sits yeah. there and it's something about what you don't see and the audio mm-hmm. and like the, the mystery behind this scary chair man. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. Well, that, that, Oof. that like mystery of what you don't see is also in the first one with the like, what is that? That dresser or whatever with the yes. um, Joey King. I don't remember the girl's name, but the actor's name is Joey King and yes. she did a really good job of showing how scary 
what you can't see oh, is. Oh, yeah. They, they do a good job at that. But, yeah, in this one, they have the same thing. And there's that scene where they literally get tossed around the room. Like, they get tossed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that chair, that chair. It's the conjuring. Con- <laughs> Everyone, someone's getting tossed. <laughs> got tossed. Yeah. The chair in Conjuring 2 is what the, this is your brain on drugs, like marijuana, PSA wishes it was. (laughs) That like spooky chair with the person deflated on it. Anyways, um, yeah, so I think that is my first submission. Love that. Yeah. Should I I go first, Blake, or do you want to go now? No, keep going. Okay. Okay, well. Wait, so does anyone want to guess my favorite um, sequel? I was going to say... Oh, don't read my notes. <laughs> well, does anyone I was going to... Okay, well, my guess was Halloween 2. Okay. But the, <laughs> so mm. that... So that's not it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let me take a moment and try to figure it out. Oh, no. Scream 2. Duh. Okay, thank you. It's duh. Sorry. It took me... I, I literally was... It was so so obvious. Scream 2. Let's well, hear about it. Well, Halloween 2 is also... Well, I was even going to say Halloween 2 and 2018, technically. Right. Is like a right. direct sequel, too. Right. But um, definitely Scream 2. Overall... My notes are, I love this movie, and everyone talks about how iconic the opening of Scream 2 is, which I agree is mm-hmm. iconic. Mm-hmm. But I think my main issue with it, before I say all the things I love about it, um, is I don't think making a commentary about black people immediately dying in horror movies and then immediately killing two mm. of the three black people in the movie is a uh, successful yeah, commentary. Yeah, it's not, do- not doing much. Not no. doing a lot. Um, but especially in a movie that's written and directed by white men. Um, but... Yeah, I just don't think they did what they think they did. <laughs> um, They're like, we really are out here. Yeah, we're like, we like did that. <laughs> Kevin Williamson's like, we did that. <laughs> um, I was going to say that that does make sense. Or it, that reminds me of Antlers because Antlers just did that where they were like, we're contacting people to oh, be a part right, of this. Yeah. But it's all directed still by white men. Yeah. And, they, and it's a native story. Yeah. And they, the only Native American they have in there is to tell what it right, is. Right. And then nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also the only time we see, like, well, I guess not the only times, but like most of the time when we see Native American representation, it's just to like magicize them and like, right. make them like these magical people, which is like spiritual, so like, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so not, it's not actual. Representation. I mean, and the same thing, not necessarily in Scream, but it's the same thing with like black people in voodoo. It's a huge. Oh, like, don't get me started on trope, it's. Yeah. It drives me nuts, and like I just have to say, I mean, like, I'm just saying. I took a voodoo class. I took like, a, I, we like literally learned the history and like, mm-hmm. and like religion because I was like a religious studies minor. Yeah. Oh, cool. In college. So, and we, we went to New Orleans and we like studied it for a whole semester. And it's, it's really awful to see the way that that religion has become demonized. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say really quickly for the record, voodoo is like one of the most healing centric religions I've ever like studied in my entire life. Yeah. It's about healing and it's about community. So nothing that you see on TV. Yeah. They also do that in scary stories to tell in the dark too, which I yeah. was really disappointed with. And I, I wrote, I, blah, I read articles about it because I was trying to figure out why they did it, and I was scouring the internet for it, mm-hmm. and I found an article that kind of made sense, but it was very loosely made sense to why they did it. Yeah. And I just think it was first of all, it doesn't make it. It, it, it doesn't add a lot not, to the story. It didn't add anything to the story. It slowed it down. Yeah, and I think that they were trying to say like you don't have to go to like the source to understand what the problem yeah. is. And that was like supposed to be commentary. Cause they're like, we have to go to the source of like where this magic is coming from this net, which they do in the movie, which is kind of weird. Definitely not unnecessary scene mm-hmm. with Sarah Bareilles or whatever her name is. Like they're trying to not Sarah Bellows, but we, we do call her Sarah, Sarah Bareilles. Bareilles. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just have to, I love that. that movie and I hate that I can't show it with as much pride as I want to, because it is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it's just that yeah. and it's just that one scene. And if you cut it out, guess what? It's the same fucking you would movie. You never know. You would I never know. know. And that 
that movie does do good commentary on like race and war as well because it was going mm-hmm. wasn't that during the time period of like I think so yeah something like that it it was oh, like yeah. a political yeah. commentary and that they did a great job at it until it got up to that scene which was really yeah. weird and they might be getting a sequel oh Squeak. draft dodger that kid dr- dodged the dodged draft, the draft. Yeah. yeah that whatever well, his name was I would too go ahead um <laughs> and I so would I anyway uh maybe it's not my place to unpack all that but I just right. thought I should mention it um. But I do love Scream 2, obviously. <laughs> I make it a big part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of the cast. Sarah Michelle Gellar obviously yes. carries, oh carries the movie. Like, she's everything. And Jada Pinkett and Laurie Metcalf. Oh, my God. The most embarrassing thing about me is that I love Roseanne. And this, she started, <laughs> she was in this movie, like, when Roseanne was ending. Um, and she served. She gave Laurie everything. Laurie Metcalf is so iconic. She gave everything and just went <laughs> She literally gave it. Everyone is hot. Like yeah, everyone it's is a good movie. Acting their it's asses off. It's like movie. it's a '90s teen slasher. Yeah. It's just like fun. It's yeah. so yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a movie that really sets up Sydney's arc for the rest of the franchise. And it, I mean, she basically like betrays herself by letting her boyfriend die, and like all of this really fucked up mental stuff that like. Spoiler alert. Sorry, if you haven't seen Scream <laughs> 2 that came out like in yeah, 1997. Do, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen Scream 2, stop listening to this podcast. Um, but I feel like what happens to her in Scream 2 only piles on to what happened to her in the original movie, which makes for a good sequel because it doesn't forget everything that happened in the first yes. like yeah. part of the of the person's story. Um and yeah, it's just I, I I think I love it so much because it shows what a final girl actually is, which is, mm. which I mean, my by my definition of it, everyone is different. But she literally walks off alone at the end of this movie with no one around her, and that like sets up who she is as a person. I feel like, That's and it so it just speaks. It's she's just an icon, Ugh. and I think it really just like emphasizes what we are getting out of this character in this specific movie. And it's such a strong thing to do. Cause it's like, we're not going to be done with this character for a long time. Yes. That was such a good synopsis. synopsis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> synopsis. Synopsis. That was wonderful. That was a wonderful, I, I completely agree. So and one more thing to say is that it really stands out on its own as a movie, yes. which is like a big thing for me in terms of like sequels or any kind of sequel. It's a second movie, third movie, whatever. If it stands on its own, I'm, I love it. Yes, I agree. So yes, I, yes, I agree. And also my, my submission does that. So Conjuring 2 does. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, problematic, oh, it's problematic fully, phase. Fully its own movie. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's like it's like they go international. It's like the international episode. They go they go to a haunted house in London. You know what I mean? Um, and then also like what you said about Sydney. I like I like that because it's the sequel isn't necessarily like putting a lot of pressure on itself to do some world building. Mm-hmm. It's just furthering at least one person's plot that we care about, and yeah. we care about Sydney from the first scream. So it's nice to like see like development in that character. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like. The parallel with both of those is that, I mean, you have like a base, but also it's like with The Conjuring, they can just pull another story and make another story out of that. And with Scream, it's like the characters are so fun. Just pull a character and keep building on it. Yeah. And and, and Conjuring 2, I'm just going to keep bringing all the movies back together because I think it's interesting to see how they like the, are, they support our points. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the uh, Conjuring 2, it forwards Lorraine's story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lorraine, like we see a lot more of Lorraine and how she like sort of like experiences her psychic powers, I guess you could mm-hmm. call them. Even if it's like the fictional Lorraine and not the real Lorraine. Right. Yeah. right. Which is its own character. <laughs> She's a different yeah. character. She's a different. Honestly, thing. honestly, I'll just call her Vera Famiga because yeah, honestly, that's Vera. that's who I'm watching. Yeah. It's just Vera. Period. Um, amazing. Blake. Blake, your turn. Honestly, now that you guys talk don't say about Annabelle. all this, I will not say Annabelle because I truly believe that I don't have a favorite sequel. I think the closest that I would have to favorite sequels are the ones that you're naming. But I've only been disappointed by sequels pretty much for the for the most part. And the only sequel that I'm setting myself up for would be Cloverfield 2. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. Oh. Really? I knew you were going to say Cloverfield. I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Cloverfield. Still am obsessed with Cloverfield. I haven't watched it in a long time because it's one of those things where you don't want to touch it because you don't want to ruin it for yourself. But Cloverfield, the marketing behind it was incredible. Genius. I remember being they did that. floored in the movie theater when I saw it. And I was so curious and all the different websites they make for everybody. And we've talked about this a million times, but I still think it's like, so ahead of its time yeah. really cool probably not anymore but ever since then i've been googling cloverfield 2 at least every year and this year <laughs> it finally came true yes. and Party. i haven't wa- i know i haven't watched the other cloverfields because i am a true cloverfield fan actually not a true i just um <laughs> i'm stuck in my own bubble because i don't want to watch the weird spin-off ones because i was waiting for what are they? The, like true the tried and true, yeah. like Cloverfield two sequel. I thought you were gonna say Paranormal Activity two. No, that that one is not very good. Like the 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 pool, the possessed pool floaty. But I will say that one actually is really. So what do you mean that was iconic? No, that's what I'm saying. That there are some standout things because the pool floaty that goes up the wall. I mean, yeah. that's entertainment. And the dog, the and poor dog. What happens to the dog? Does it die? Uh, no spoilers. Classic. <laughs> it had. I don't remember the dog. I remember the pool floaty and I remember the iconic scene of all the fucking cabinets opening at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that was that. well and the I love the story behind that. That was like the actor yes. the actor only thought it was going to be like one cabinet, but yes. they did it all they did every single cabinet to get her. a to get a true reaction out of yeah. her, which is crazy. And and she shit I her would pants. I would sue. No, no shut up, Blake. <laughs> Blake, you heard it here Wait, first, folks. Bring back the mic. Bring back the mic. Oh, we also only have two mics. Did you already say that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 this is we like, don't have a budget here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Okay, the second one was good. They get worse. If we're going beyond the squeakquels. Yeah. By Chipwrecked, which is the fourth one, I would say. They no. start... When they bring CGI in and the little girl has like the the polar vor the vor the polar vortex the vortex into the she has like a vortex in a room to like another realm in like the fourth paranormal, paranormal activity. No, yes. the fourth one was not that. With the little girl where she's like has a hole in her wall. No, that was not that one. I what just it? watched it. It was with the girl from Freaky. What's her name? Was in it? Trisha Paytas Freaky. No, um, she's a really good actor, you guys. <laughs> okay so no, it was it was it was about this this young girl whose like brother gets possessed by the family by the katie whatever her name is that's the guy isn't that the marked ones nope that's paranormal activity four i just watched it like like two weeks ago are you sure you read the dvd right sorry the vhs (laughs) (laughs) so are you gonna say one or no (laughs) no i'm telling you i'm going through the whole thing i'm going through how i feel my emotions with with squeakquels, sequels. Well, I love. I mean, so I agree with you. I have a question. What we, what do you hope for in Cloverfield Two, yeah. if anything? If you can put any hopes out there, manifestation station, all aboard Cloverfield Two. What do we want? 
Well, I think that there's a lot of lore that they didn't talk about, especially mm-hmm. with Slusho. Mm-hmm. Um, because Slusho was its own story in itself. And for the viewers who don't know what Slusho is, spoiler alert again, I... I've never seen it, but spoil me. Okay. Oh, spoil me, daddy. Spoil me, daddy. Um, so one of the characters, I'm bad at actors, sorry, but like one of the characters, the one who explodes when the government, like when she goes to the government thing and they're all freaking out and they put her behind the sheet and she explodes. Um, she, before in the movie, before she explodes in different scenes, you can see her drinking a slusho drink. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you type in Slusho online, which I don't know if it's there anymore, I do have a sticker from Redbubble, so I have a little piece of archived, you know, Slusho memorabilia. <laughs> Anyways, if you go to the Slusho website, they talk about how Slusho gets their ingredients from the bottom of the ocean. That's their special ingredient for the slushies. Mm-hmm. And in the end of the movie, as most people know, it's like the biggest like fan theories or things to look out for in Cloverfield is that you can see when they're on, um, what's the place in New York that is not... Staten Island. Staten Island. They're like on a Ferris wheel in Staten Island. Like what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Oh my God. Same universe. Same universe. Yeah, imagine that. It's just Staten Island. Picture this. Yeah. So they're they're on the Ferris wheel or something and you can see um, like something drop into the ocean and that's how the whole monster like erupted and became a thing. And the monster eggs were in that woman because it like unleashed something like they got their ingredients and in the sea, there was like the eggs, of the monster and this and that. So when she drank the slush, basically it like made the baby like, and she like combined two things together. Cause, Oh, sorry. This is like before. <laughs> so what do we hope from wait, the sequel? Wait, yeah. I have to, I have to, finish am I supposed this. to hope something? If you've been listening for this whole entire story, props to you, but basically she got bit by an alien and that those two things activated so and that's relatable. why she exploded. Like the alien bit her and then activated the egg inside of her. Right. And then the alien blew up in her. Gotcha. So I want to know about Slusho. So we're hoping for Slusho so representation Slusho. in the sequel. <laughs> you know what? That I think we can make that happen. I'll send some emails. Yeah. We'll make yeah. some calls. Also, I want to know, you know, who doesn't want to know the government conspiracy theories? We want to know about Slusho. So we want the other side of the story. Is the alien coming Ooh. back? We'll find out. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so let's get into worst. Let's Are we ready for that? Get into um. Oh, I have one more thing to say. Okay. <laughs> Talking about the sequels, I will have to say that <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Final Destination Two has a better oh, yeah. death scene opening sequence than Final Destination One. It's forever iconic, and everyone's scared of log Logs. trucks. Oh god! Yeah. Of course. I mean, planes Pretty are scary. Iconic. I did, I forgot that was in the sequel, not the first one. That's the sequel because that's how iconic it is. Yeah, the first one's just a plane. <laughs> just a plane. Just a plane. Okay, no more plane talk. I know that's what, no. I was gonna watch it today because I was thinking about it, and then I decided not to because I have to get on a plane soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> but that log truck, you cannot tell me that you're not scared of, like driving behind anything. I can't. I can't. It's also a very ridiculous scene. Like everything explodes. I'm surprised. Like like slusho. Like slusho. <laughs> everything's on fire. Everything Literally explodes. everything's on fire. Everything that touches the ground is like those fireworks you throw at the ground. They go, oh, no. It all comes back <laughs> down to slusho. Amazing. Shall we get into our segment, Verse Bottoms Anonymous? <laughs> Verse Bottoms Anonymous. This is a safe space. Safe and space. you cannot judge us for these opinions. That's or you can just don't tell us because we're <laughs> we're emotional and sensitive people. They can't leave, they can't leave comments on Spotify. Yeah, but that's they can't right. Leave comments on iTunes. Oh no. Oh 
know. Please rate and review as well. We're <laughs> we're a tiny podcast. We're just tiny, steaming along. Tiny. Um, Chase, do you want to start with your least favorite? I do want to start with my least favorite, and I'm very excited for Blake to hear this. I'm listening. Shall we take a guess, or do we give that up? Yeah, no, I I, I, I think Blake can get it. I think Blake can get it. I literally no, Basil won't get. I don't. It. I don't think I would know. I have to guess. Well, let me give you a hint. Uh, I um, I care about these movies a lot, and they really screwed the pooch. There's a hint in pooch. You Ooh. care about the movies a lot, and they really screwed the pooch. Is it a scary Scooby movie? Scooby Doo. What? I don't know. I when no I idea. think of movies that you care about a lot, I think of Marvel and like Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, but love you. But scary, like scary movies, scary franchises that I care about, that we care about. And I didn't like the sequel because it had Scooby-Doo energy that wasn't fulfilled. <gasps> Annabelle Comes Home. Yes, I fucking hate Annabelle Comes Home. No, but I think that there's Annabelle, Annabelle 2, and then Annabelle Comes Home. I know, I'm breaking our rule. I'm, I'm, I, oh, I, great. I, you're road chipped. <laughs> Girl, I'm road chipped, chipwrecked. Yeah. How do you know the order of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie? <laughs> I've been I've been literally wanting That's to watch them horror. over again with all of you and nobody will watch them. You've seen them a first time? Yes. See, Arabella's like, I'll watch it with you. I thought, I'm looking at the audience. Okay, I the audience. <laughs> so, Chase, I thought you were going to say Hotel Transylvania too. Ah, that's such a bad movie. That it's movie so is bad. so bad. It's oh, my so God. Bad. Okay, well, number one and three are iconic. I, I, I agree. And guess who's in the third one? Guess who plays one of the, the, the main bitch in that movie? Catherine Hahn. House of Harkness will be debuting on Disney Plus. At some Very point. Very excited. I choose to spell it House of Harkness. House. Um, H-A-U-S. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, least favorite, um, Annabelle comes home because it's, everyone is annoying in that movie. Um, there is no redeeming character there. Um, it also, when I say it's like Scooby-Doo, but unfulfilled, it's, say that again in the mic. It's literally <laughs> Monsters Unleashed. Because I, but worse. Because I was about to say it's Monsters Unleashed. And it's like all these monsters, mo- not monsters, all these monsters get, you know, let out of the, the Warren's basement. And, um, I- or, what? I was gonna say that's the only Annabelle movie I've ever seen. So that's why you don't like her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Fair, but I'm gonna fair, but I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna Annabelle educate you, mm. and you're gonna learn to stand our our Lord and Savior Annabelle. Anyways, you can just like her because she's like a fierce queen. Yeah, she's so snatched. Tightest skin, tightest skin, best hair, best lip, Gross. fierce eyes. People I feel with like Annabelle I'm eyes blocking like, out as you say this. She definitely like does not miss a retin all day. She is. She doesn't miss retin all day, and she doesn't miss. She's a plastic. Beat. She's porcelain. <laughs> she's porcelain. She's yeah, porcelain. she's porcelain. You know what? She is porcelain. <laughs> Go on, queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, and like basically, like it, it releases all these like monsters, and there's no spoilers here. But I gotta say, like, if you're gonna release all the monsters, lean it, like, make it campy, make it fun, and like make it like. A thing, but they don't go all the way, but they barely go anyway, and it's just not fun. Oh, don't watch that movie, honestly. I think the that one character who's so irritating, she's like trying to find her dad, or she like wants to use the war and stuff oh, to contact yeah, her the dad friend or whatever. Yeah. And um, she's just like not believable, and she's yeah. just annoying. And then she gets trapped in the basement forever, and she's on the security camera, and it has that delay thing. Oh, I kind of like that yeah, part. That was like good suspense, but she was just her character, and she gets away with it too. She snuck into the basement, she did all this shit, and she doesn't even get like a consequence for it. Yeah, and I just gotta say one more thing. I know I said no spoilers, but this is like this literally. We're gonna have to put a night. warning <laughs> yeah, at the beginning. This is just this is a spoiler episode. I just say that this. Oh my god. 
all of these all of these monsters are like practical, spooky, like scary. The werewolf. Except for a ghost of a werewolf. Oh. Not even a werewolf. Just make a fucking werewolf. Why does it have to be a ghost of a werewolf? And a reason why they needed a reason why they can't leave the house. Okay, but tell me how a ghost werewolf is a threat. Like I'll just or walk through it. Or a thing. Oh, yeah. Or a thing. And here's the thing. And you know what? And you know what? Do you know what the the boyfriend does when he leaves the house to try to kick some ass? He brings his guitar. Oh God, he brings oh, his guitar. That was I liked that part. I think it's no, campy. but it's camp without knowing it's camp. It's camp without owning the camp. But, but I guess camp? that's camp. That's yeah, camp. fuck it. You know what? That movie's amazing. My favorite horror sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gatekeeping. We're also, gatekeeping we're, camp. I am gay. We're going to have to put spoiler warnings for the strangest movies, I think. <laughs> spoiler Cloverfield 2. <laughs> Annabelle, comes, Annabelle home. comes home. And what was the other one? Uh, Some Jumanji. You know what? I loved that remake. Jumanji. This episode's so chaotic. <laughs> it's chaotic. I think we're ready to get to our... Yeah, but you know what? Listen, I, I I love that remake. I love it. No Alvin and the Chipmunk spoilers because nobody will watch it with me. So true. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to say. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to say my my sequel that I hate because uh, we're getting off track. Again, spoilers um, for I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which oh. is... I knew you were going to say that. The That's rough. worst horror sequel I could possibly I haven't seen of. it. Good. Um, it's okay. Well, first of all, it fundamentally does not make sense mm-hmm. because at the, have you seen the, you've seen the first one? Yes. Oh, it's one of those that it's, is like, well, at the end of the first one, Julie, who's Jennifer Love Hewitt's character literally is in the shower and gets attacked by, I'm assuming the killer in the like trench coat or with the hook. And then there's a sequel with her in it and they don't address it oh, no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so fucking crazy. I'm just like, go on, girl, give me nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm just, it's it's crazy. And also, I mean, this is just like a issue that I have with, I guess, the first movie as well. But Helen Shivers, Sarah Michelle Gellar, should have been the final girl in that movie. Because always peace and love to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. She does not have the range. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wasn't she, she was a ghost whisperer. Yeah. The ghost Isn't whisperer. That medium? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that show! Uh, yes. Um. So I have a question. So, and I I have to answer this about Annabelle comes home. But what made that bad? Because we have to. We we're here to learn. Yes, we are here to learn. I think overall it was just boring, and okay. it tries to work off of the hype that the original movie had, and it just did not succeed. Again, this is all my opinion. Um, and it's just not did not exceed, and felt like more of a money grab than a actual like so creative it was project. It was, hollow. it was pretty hollow. Yeah. 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 It was pretty shallow by Lady Gaga. Yeah. That was a studio order for sure. Well, and it was no Kevin Williamson, which is like a recipe for disaster. I feel like, I don't know, I, I think it's very hard for sequels to be successful if the original creator doesn't have any say in yes. anything, which um, is, it's just kind of like, why are we doing this? Yeah. That's like literally. Just make up a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Did he direct the new one or is he involved with the new one? With the new what? I know what you did last summer. The oh Amazon. the show. I don't know, but I hated the show. So you did. Yeah. <laughs> they like made it very modern day. It wasn't references even that. And stuff. I think I talked about it on a different episode, but it just did not hit the way that I wanted it to. But I love the main actor. She's actually really good, mm-hmm. and she's the defining reason that I watched the amount that I did. But I think her name is Madison Eisman. She is really good. Uh, but yeah, the show was a miss for me. 
Wow, I haven't seen it. I know what you did last summer since I was a kid. I haven't either. That's why it was such a, it's a pivotal 90s movie for me. And it has that place in my heart. So when I was, whatever age I was, when I saw the second one, I was thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, and I think that I think that it being empty is like a really good critique of horror sequels because I think that's one of the biggest traps horror um, sequels fall into. Empty money grab. Empty money grabs for sure, but I think for Annabelle Comes Home, it wasn't. It didn't feel like an empty money grab. So I'm trying to figure out what is like the flaw. What made that movie terrible? I think it was just, I mean, bad writing. But um, I think it was probably, honestly. I can get money grab vibes from that movie. Yeah, you know what? It's probably the same thing. Yeah, I guess it is the same thing. Nothing is... I mean, it's such a, like... Nothing moves forward. The only thing that they were like, what if we unleash Annabelle's ghost? How does it end, though? They tried to... No. No, this is the thing. I think this is what it is. (laughs) The gasps. They ended with that monster guy, and they're trying to make a series off that monster guy with the horns. What guy? There's, like, an ancient monster man and they in the armor in the armor oh right and they're trying yeah, yeah, to make yeah. a movie off that. i remember that so it literally is like a stall movie to the next one mm-hmm. okay well yeah okay um i think my biggest issue is it's called annabelle comes home and guess what doesn't matter the fact that annabelle came home in the first place she does come home she the whole movie starts with her being in put the, back in her box in, in box. her glass box in the basement i so i'd say it was like, honestly, it just should have been its own movie. Mm-hmm. Don't like, so I think it's like, I think, I don't think, I, I mean, it's definitely empty money grab, but I want to get a little more specific. I think it's like, it's just um, a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. It, no, listen, it's called Annabelle comes home. She comes home and then bad things happen. But guess what? Bad things can happen in the Warren's basement without it being an Annabelle movie. It was missed. It shouldn't have been an Annabelle movie. Yeah. It shouldn't exist in like the Annabelle universe. lineage. Yeah. It just shouldn't. It can be within, it can be in the Conjuring universe, but like, and it can even be in the Warren's fucking basement. I don't care. But don't call Annabelle Comes Home because all I'm doing is watching all these shitty Other... half ass monsters yeah. terrorize these annoying kids who deserve to be terrorized and like a cute guy who's trying to kill a ghost werewolf with a guitar. Yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. Well, I mean, but it is camp. I was going to, Beza. You took the words out of my mouth. I, <laughs> I I do think it is camp, and I honestly it feel is. like I feel like if but you watch it, I mean, I feel like if you watch it again, you honestly might end up liking it. Coin eyes. Annabelle is literally conducting all these oh, ghosts. Okay, this is an important story. Blake and I, I think we were high one night, or maybe we weren't high, but we, we came up. You're just funny and gay. He said we weren't. We're just like, okay. So yeah. Well, anyway, we came up with a way that actually retcons this movie as one of my favorite horror movies, um, which is that Annabelle is, is the stage manager in this basement and is, and is calling all the cues and being like, okay, and go coin eyes. And is like, is like yelling at like, ghost werewolf See, to get into his place and, and that's and pretty fucking funny it is because it makes sense i remember we were watching the movie and there's this scene that just looks like it just looks like annabelle like propped this whole thing up it's like a closet can i can i just tell you why i have an issue with the movie i don't think it's i don't think these things that we're actually talking about is the issue with the movie i think the issue is that it takes itself seriously yeah it's and like it not should, self-aware it is not self-aware and if it was it would be a 10 times better movie yeah like they should have made the opening credits and all this stuff like really like Annabelle out comes there, home. yeah, something. yeah, like all, like intentionally can't be, yeah. Okay, but wait, tell me the story. She propped everything up. Oh yes. Okay, so there's a scene 
where the character, the main character has to like go through a closet to get Annabelle and Annabelle's at the end of the closet, but in the closet, there's like a million dead people. And it just seems like she just told everyone to like get in their place and like everybody get up against the wall. And like, it just seems like she really set up and coordinated this whole thing. Like the charcuterie board. She's like directing a high school play. Yes. It's very Sharpay. Um, Oh Oh. my God. The dots, the the light bulbs above all of our heads. Just Holy like the dots shit. connected. Annabelle is Sharpay Evans. Oh no. I think we have to end the show. You know what makes sense? That does make sense because Sharpay, they tried to give Sharpay her own spin-off series and it flopped. Okay, my mouth hasn't closed. Since Wait, we so made this is your favorite movie now? No. Th- yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> Yes, I think honestly, I'm about to make an Annabelle fan cam to "I Want It All" from High School Musical three. Period. That's all I'm thinking about. And little Annabelle's like, "I want it all, <laughs> everything." I love that. Or a little Bob to the Bop with all the Bob to the top with all the monsters in the house. That's Anyways, everything. I want I want to I want to I want a POV of Annabelle's I want Annabelle's point of view for yeah, that movie. They should literally make a director's cut where it literally is her yes. on the other side being like, "Everyone, places with a little headset on and yeah. her yeah, mic." See that? That's what would make the movie. Good. And she's like cussing out the boss, like, Jesus fucking Christ. She's like, Where yeah. the fuck is Valak? Yeah. <laughs> Valak? Valak. She's shooting in Romania right now. We need somebody. Bring in the werewolf. <laughs> she's the like, dead werewolf ghost. Bring in the understudy. Amazing. Oh, you know what? That's not, that is a spinoff, but um, The Nun, horrible movie, terrible movie. And I'm sorry, peace and love to the actress who, what, she was in Tessa Farmiga, Vera, Vera Farmiga's Wait. sister. Yeah. I just don't buy her being a nun. She doesn't look like a nun to me. Like That's her, such a such a good read. Like her face to me, I know her as an actor and her face for some reason to me, and this is like this is probably just bias, but for some reason I just like can't get past she doesn't look like a nun to me I that think would you be in like that time. Nun. I should have fucking played it. I, think I have a Roman have nose. Period. Roman nose. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's cute that like the sisters gotta be in the movie together, but I kinda get exactly no, what you're saying. That. She doesn't look like a nun. And the only good thing, the only redeemable thing in that movie, which the movie was built around, clearly, is they're like, oh, these are, oh my gosh. That's another thing about the Nun movie. They lay out the movie so obviously brick to forehead. They're like, oh, that's a tombstone. And we put bells over the tombstones. So if the bell rings, that means that somebody is alive. And they say that at the beginning of the movie, and you're like, oh, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what we're going to build up to. And, you know. They like yeah. they decided that would be the scene, and they built the movie around that scene. And they told you it's gonna happen in the first five minutes. Literally, yeah. Valak. The beginning of the movie is scary. Valak is scary. Well, just nuns are scary. Yeah, it just doesn't work though. Religion is scary. Yes, literally. <laughs> and the whole the movie just it doesn't work. But that's I, is that a sequel? Kind of. That's a that's yeah. definitely a, a road trip. So what's <laughs> I literally need to like I can't. <laughs> I, I drink some holy water after all this chipmunk <laughs> talk. Um, Wait, so was that your? <laughs> was yeah, that your I was like, was favorite? that your worst pick? What's your worst no, sequel? I, once again, I have multiple choices. Okay, I would say one. choose the worst one, the one that's most disappointing, yeah, and you can no, nope. <laughs> you can name two and go off on one. Name two, go off on one. Okay, so one of my favorite <laughs> horror movies is The Ring. And the ring. T- oh. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not going to talk about this one that much because for the viewers who do like the ring, maybe you'll pick up what I'm putting down. Whoa, I'm looking at Beza's TV right now, you guys, people. And I had the same TV when I was a kid, and it's very weird. Okay. Oh, like the TV oh, VCR, the TV, like the, the Panasonic, Panasonic yeah. old TV. <laughs> you had the same Welcome one. Welcome to the room that you've been sitting in for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I've been watching this other TV. 
<laughs> Anyways, okay, so The Ring 2, VHS TV. I did make a connection. Yes, I did. The Ring is an incredible movie. The Ring 2 is by, I believe, the same director as The Ring, or it's based, it has a connection to it, so it wasn't loosely connected. But the movie wasn't scary. There was an iconic bathtub scene in it, but it just wasn't mm-hmm. scary. And it just didn't need to happen. All I think about is deer and the bathtub scene and obviously Naomi Naomi Watts. Watts, I think. I don't know she, anyone. Like, she delivered the iconic line, I'm not your fucking mommy, oh, and kicked yes, Samara yes. in the face down the well. Yes. That's iconic. The movie didn't need to happen, though. Like, didn't need to happen. And even worse than that was Rings. That movie should never be mentioned, should never be played anywhere, and should literally Damn, literally be burned. Oh Wait, so is that, a, is that a third installment? Is that a chipwrecked? That's even worse. This is like, this is just like Alvin, not even Alvin and the Chipmunks. They tried to make a spinoff of the movie. You have entirely. to be a little more specific. This is, this is Alvin Comes Home. No, this is literally, they tried to make its own, they tried to revamp the ring or, so they just called it rings. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so, there's no style to it. It's really quickly Empty. done. Empty the, money grab. Did you see it? I don't remember. Probably not. I've seen Ring Oh, it's 2017? No, I have not seen that. That is new. See, I didn't I, even so, know. Blake, so bad. I thought you were going to say The Strangers 2. The Strangers 2? I've never seen that. Sorry. The Strangers 2, actually, like, if you watched it alone, maybe it would be a decent popcorn movie. But The Ring has so much depth to it that the, the second and Rings need to be as stylized and mm. as focused and as smart as that one. And mm-hmm. it's none of that. They're all very Hollywood-esque. Kind of just you. But I haven't seen The Ring 2 in a long time, so I can't, like, yeah. uh, 100%, you know, say that's my, the worst. But one that the first, my gut instinct when you said horrible sequels, though, besides The Ring 2, was Silent Hill Revelation. Oh, I knew you were going to uh, say Silent that. Silent Hill Revelation 3 fucking D. <laughs> Literally awful. I am a huge Silent Hill fan. I love all the games. I love Silent Hill. It's actually probably at least top 10 best, like, video game to film Top adaption. 10. How many you have? Damn. No, I'm saying like adaption, like a, one of the best adaptions to film for a video game okay. series. They like the original silent Hill is so well done in the way that they had the, the music producer of silent Hill. They had him come back to help produce music for silent Hill. They, so good. yeah. And they like the monsters are true to it or they're like stylized, like super, like super connected to like the universe and they give like a really cool story and it's like culty and fun and really gory. Yeah. And it's just like such a good movie and the atmosphere is so good, which makes sense because Silent Hill is known for the atmosphere and I love atmospheric movies. The ring. That's like the one thing that has really stuck with me from Silent Hill. is like the dandruff. Yes. The dandruff falling from the sky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the nurses are like so iconic. People probably don't even know the nurses are from Silent Hill half the time. They just yeah. think it's scary nurse. That movie was very well done. It's not perfect, but it seriously is so well done. And the second one, oh my, I, I literally, I can't even, I don't, I don't even, there's no words. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's just bad. It's seriously so, it, first of all, the first one was made by a different director. You can clearly tell the second one is made by like some dumb, like American, whatever the fuck director really bad like so you're american phobic <laughs> well <laughs> well actually no i'm yes. just saying the first one was from like a f- i think it was, like it was authentic a, it was authentic it was from a french director i believe and he well okay maybe not let me let me take it back let me walk it back it's not the american thing what i'm saying is that the the original director actually like pitched silent hill like 
seven times to I think it's Konami or like whoever that company is mm-hmm. or the creators in general. He pitched it and was like, I have a lot of passion for this movie. I really want to make it happen. So they made it happen and the movie didn't get stellar reviews, but it did really good in the box office and kind of became like a cult classic and Silent Hill fans love it. And Silent Hill fans make a lot of money for the series. The series has also gotten pretty bad video game wise. Mm -hmm. Anyways, second movie feels like a really bad video game. It's, it's like action based. There's a lot of action in it, which Mm -hmm. is really weird. There's like this, this mutant scary slasher monster that attacks people like very like viciously, which is not how Silent Hill does it. Mm. Pyramid head should be the only one that does that. So you bring up kind of an interesting point. D- is, would you say that like the fatal flaw of that sequel is that it breaks its own rules? Like it breaks its own like rules aesthetically also like with regards to, like how their monsters work and everything like that typically in those types of movies. Like, yeah. I mean, the vibe was completely off. They handed it, they handed it to, they handed it off to the wrong person. It's very much mm-hmm. churning out really quick. Cause we know this movie did well and we need to make a horror movie. See, I'm almost gonna throw up right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually just had like a lot of tea, but I think I'm. I'm you good. spilled a lot of tea, honey. Um, I wish that I had better words to describe this because I, I, I didn't write anything down, but I just, it's seriously. Oh, and oh, okay. <laughs> Bad, very action based, CGI heavy. The first one is not CGI heavy. They well, used when did it come out? This one, this one probably came out. Oh, it came, this one came out in 2012. But the first one came okay. out earlier, well. but the first one had practical effects, and they used effects to make other like visual, like computer CGI effects to enhance the monsters. Mm-hmm. This one was literally all CGI. The monsters were scary because you could tell it was CGI, and that's it was very so bad. of the time, though. I would yes. argue it was. It's, I don't know if that's necessarily a fault of the movie itself, but that's just 2012 was a shit show. It's really bad. Yeah. All the monsters are com- entirely. CGI, which is very different from the first one. This one wasn't connected. They tried to connect it. Doesn't make any sense. The characters over-explain themselves. Yeah. And they also don't make sense. And the main actress is supposed to be from Silent Hill 3. And the correlation is not there. And she's, like, really stupid. And the girl in Silent Hill 3 is actually very smart. Like, it's just so bad. And they repeat themselves. Lots of inconsistencies. It's so bad. And the thing that they call... She, like, has this thing to get back to into Silent Hill. And it's called the seal. And you just think of a seal the entire time. She's, like, a seal. Like, like or you think... Like it, a- literally. <laughs> and it's just... It's so cheesy. And it's so bad. Um, I think I have one more thing to say about it. Oh, yeah. They, like, make up different rules for the people in Silent Hill. The cult isn't the same. There's, like, two cults, but kind of one cult. The people have to, like have a special ability to leave Silent Hill when they want to, which isn't what it's supposed to be. It's Mm. supposed to be purgatory. Last thing I have to say about this is that she, the main character falls in love with a man who's a secret investigator from Silent Hill. Who's trying to get her to come back to Silent Hill and they end up getting together in the end, which doesn't make any sense because he's literally from Silent Hill and he's a demon. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to describe it. You are valid. No, you're, <laughs> you are valid. <laughs> no. Mad. Okay, I listen. I can tell. Listen, it sounds like we, you bring up a good point, which is it breaks the rules of what Silent Hill is and is not. It yeah. breaks a lot of rules. It's horrible. Which is what bad horror sequels do. So they break rules. Hmm. They're empty. I don't know grabs. if I agree with that. You don't. I don't think it I should agree break with that. The rules. I think that breaking the rules is fine. I think, but I think there's a way to break the rules. I think there's a specific way, and it definitely depends on the movie. Because with Scream Two, it breaks a lot of the rules and like reinvents a lot of the rules at the same time. But yeah, but right, ex- but it, it 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 makes it makes sense of why the rule is being broken, and it gives you and it gives you something. It gives you something in breaking the rule. It sounds like Silent Hill doesn't give you anything in breaking the hill. It 
and breaking the hill. Breaking, Jesus breaking wept the hill. And breaking the rules. It doesn't give you anything. And it's and it's just like it's there's it's, no there's it's not, go there's on, girl, give me it. nothing. No, Literally, it yes. It's quite it's a very literal mm-hmm. definition of a studio demanded that it be made. So what are our um what are the qualifications of a good sequel and a bad sequel, do we think? I think what you said, reinventing or breaking the rules in general can work. For example, Cloverfield had those spinoffs that everyone really likes. I haven't watched them, but I want to watch them. So I think that that's valid. Mm -hmm. Being creative and making a new universe off of it is definitely something that's valid. Mm -hmm. I think giving some, giving the audience like, um, you know, a progression of a, of a beloved character, you know, just sort of like making us, making us, giving us more with at least just one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say a good sequel is fan service, but not fan service and not not gatekeepy and like, and having a balance between all those things, which is really hard. Um, and overall just, I don't want to get like a cash grab vibe from any movie yeah. I see, but especially like a sequel. Cause that's not going to make me feel invested in the rest of a franchise. Period. I agree completely. That's a valid point because good luck editing my silent hill around, but <laughs> if they actually used monsters and made the movie based off of silent hill three or silent hill, the room or something that actually was referential, it would make sense. But they literally made, an action movie in Silent Hill that loosely, if even made sense. And that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like fan service, but not too much fan service, yeah. which is a, yeah. a good balance in general. Yeah. Okay. So a question for you all. I, I, I'm <laughs> wondering if there's a horror sequel out there that already exists that we want to see, but haven't seen yet. For instance, I love Psycho, Born and Raised on Psycho. And um, I heard Psycho 2 is really good. So that is like, that's a horror sequel that I'm really interested in. And also um, Carrie too, which I heard is awful. It's awful. I heard it's I, awful, but I like want to watch it in like a weird way. Oh, that was going to be my one. If I didn't say, I still know what you did last summer. I was going to say either the rage Carrie too oh. or book of shadows. It's called the rage. Yes. Why, why would even Carrie even need a sequel? Is there a written sequel Girl, by Stephen King? Again, this is what a bad sequel is. It's like <gasps> not necessary. It's just not necessary. I think who's that's the, who's the main broad in it. And what's her relation to Carrie? Broad? I literally don't even remember. <laughs> broad? I don't even remember. It's an it's a forgettable movie. And I think I literally can't even describe to you. That's how bad. That's wow, how bad I gotta it watch is. it. I am I have never seen Happy Death Day to you. <gasps> and I really want to watch it. You know what? I came out in a pissy attitude after that movie, but looking back at it, I understand the camp. It yeah. is a little bit confusing. I, it was fun. I, I'm ready. I really want to see that, and I haven't seen... I haven't seen any of the Quiet Place movies. <gasps> oh! But I do want to... I heard the second one was really good. The second one um, goes zero to 100 in a really good way. Yeah, I I literally, and Blake can attest to this, I was vehemently against watching that movie. I did not want to watch A Quiet Place 2, um, but I ended up being like, Oh wow! I'm actually really happy I watched that, and it was a good movie. I'm excited. I don't love that universe, but I, it was a great movie. Yeah, I, I just agree. love Emily Blunt, and I'm excited to yeah. watch it eventually. So, is there one that is there? I mean, I know it's kind of like a hard question because it's like, wait, you know, you'd have to think of a movie that you haven't seen that you know exists. So it's kind of a hard question. All I can think of is Life Size Two, which you claim is Life Size One, and actually, you claim is the only Life Size. Is that a horror movie? Yes. 
in oh. my opinion. Yes. It's Anytime a horror you, movie because Lindsay's not in it. Yeah, and it's a horror movie because they remix uh, Be a Star. Oh, you're sick. I still think it's probably the only one. So I guess what I'd <laughs> like to see is Life Size 2.2. I don't know. I honestly feel like my brain just ignores sequels unless I hear about them because usually sequels aren't very good. Or I've been done dirty by like, honestly, Silent Hill Revelation was such a a sufferable time yeah. for my soul that I think I'm still less of a person from it. And for Jesus. that reason, I don't think I want to watch any more sequels. <laughs> Besides, you know what? VHS has actually really good sequels. Oh. Yeah. Is there is there one you haven't seen? Um, yeah, I haven't seen the third one, but I also think that the third one's not the best one is 94 the fourth one i think that's the fourth one there's one that i haven't seen i've seen the first i've seen the second i might be wrong in general though but i'm pretty sure there's like a third that's not very good mm. and 94 is really good it, or I enjoyed it yeah yeah no it was pretty good i didn't like the video gamey one because it was a lot i know a sequel that we all hated that i would like to bring up for one second what is it um fear street too that was slow that was a slow movie yeah it was bad and i mean it was not it yeah, and it, I've already seen movies that are like that, and it didn't mm-hmm. seem like it stood out on its own. And that was quite literally, not that Halloween Kills was bad, but it, it felt like a stall movie, well, like how Halloween Kills feels. It feels like a stall like to the next movie. Yeah, yeah it's, the, that's it's a, the, the tragedy of the... Of tragedy the, of the trilogy. That's what, Bitch, why did you take that from me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can. That'll be a different episode as the trilogies. Yeah. I, <laughs> and you know what? If you really like the movie, if you're really into it, then it is fun to watch because Halloween Kills was fun to watch. But I left not feeling amazing about it because, first of all, Jamie Lee Curtis was the front of every poster. And I'm no spoilers, but if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. And with Fear Street Part 2, I loved the first one so much. It mm-hmm. was so good so fun. that the second one just couldn't do it. And that end scene was like, it kind of was really, really sad wow. to me. Yeah, Brutal. Um, okay, so I have one last question on my end for you all. If it was on the table, would you want a sequel to Jennifer's Body? <gasps> no. <laughs> you can say I, whatever you want. No, don't I'm, look, no, don't look I'm at looking me. at Basin. <laughs> no. First of all, I would never want them to have to endure that. Like, because oh of your God. sequel trauma. 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 It comes out and it's like Jennifer's Body Revelation 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, 4D, like the rides 4D. at like the rides at Universal that have like the water that splash so on you. So you wouldn't want Jennifer to spit on you in oh a movie? God. Oh, I didn't say that. And it's I, just <laughs> the whole movie is that article that her and her boyfriend just came out with, but it's like manifested into a no, movie. Leave Machine Gun Kelly out of this. Oh my god, he's cast as her actual <gasps> No. Well technically well, okay, so technically Megan Fox said that she would come back for a TV show because Jennifer yeah. spoiler alert, Jennifer's dead in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um but she said she would come back for a TV show if there ever was to be one. I think the issue would be getting Amanda Seyfried. And she looks just as young. <laughs> she looks the same. She drinks I, some blood. I will say though, I I would be I would be kind of open to um, the furthering of Jennifer's body universe only because I think it deserves that. I think Mm -hmm. it deserves a little bit of like time on the playground, given that it's finally fully or maybe not even, but more, more appreciated than, than it was Mm -hmm. back in the day. And now that it's more appreciated, I'm like, you know what? You guys deserve to like, Get your budget, mm-hmm. and, and they would and have ha- get the hype and have if, fun with it. If Diablo, they could do a good job. With if it. Diablo Cody and Karen Kusama are on it, exactly. I would absolutely watch it. Yeah. I'm a little scared because, again, I think 
the main part of our conversation is like, should se- horror sequels mm. exist if right. the first movie has said what it needs to say? Right. Um, but that being said, I will watch anything Megan Fox is in, including those horrible Machine Gun Kelly interviews. <laughs> yeah, I feel very like. I feel very like trapped in that. Like we live in the time of like people rebooting shit and mm-hmm. like giving us sequels that we didn't That's ask for. And I hate it. But why do I love it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why do I still get so hyped for a new screen movie? Why do I get gay. so hyped for a Halloween movie? <laughs> I know. So then, but yeah, so it's just like a weird it's thing a how thing. I can like both hate it and love it at the same time. Where it's like if, if a Jennifer's Body like sequel movie came out or a TV show came out, I would be hyped. Yeah. I'd be so excited, but I'd also be so mad. What is that about? It's being um, a gay person who has a lot of complicated feelings about everything. Breaking the binary and including both sides of the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> Blake, are you gay? What? <laughs> Next question. Yeah, I have to add on to that. I do think, now I forgot what I was going to say. Because well, I asked you if you're gay. I do no. think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I was going to say about um, the Jennifer's body thing is I think they do a good job at it. Because I think the bar has been raised since the remakes of Friday the 13th and the remakes of Rob Zombie's Halloween, Mm -hmm. which is that one's a debatable one. Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Those Mm -hmm. are all pretty like lackluster. Yeah. But since Stranger Things and all these like Stranger Things and it and all these movies have came out and been like a huge successor. Stranger Things is original, but they've set the trend of like kids unraveling mysteries and dealing with scary shit. But it was like as in the clown movie. I think set the new precedent for remakes and making them with quality because Chucky definitely follows suit with that. Chucky TV show. It's like really well made, except for the past two episodes. They've been all right. But for the most part, it's been really well made. Yeah. And they know that that people who are fans of that kind of stuff will be upset and not pay attention to it because that Chucky like actual movie they made. Not a lot of people were into the 2019 one. I really, yeah. I do want to watch it. I do too. It looks interesting. I just love Aubrey Plaza. But I was gonna say, uh, if true. we had a Jennifer's Body series that was like Chucky, mm-hmm. that is literally all I would need. That's maybe what not. I would want if I got anything. That's what I would want. Yeah, maybe not by the Sci-Fi Network though. By like no, by like yeah, Showtime, Showtime or FX. Yeah. Oh, yes. FX. There we go. Oh, that those are all the other sequels. American Horror Story. Boot, mm-hmm. boot, boot, boot. Oh my God. Oh. You know, one day we should have an episode where we just drink and talk about American Horror Story. <laughs> oh my god! Make it to the three. Seasons. I only literally have. I stopped at Coven. Oh so. uh, wait, I did watch Freak Show and I did like Freak Show, but it, was, it had some really weird shit in it that was not okay. And Hotel was good, but it was good at the end, not the beginning. Well, it was good because of Miss Goggs. No, it had one of the best story episodes of What's Her Face, um, like the queen that Gaga saves from the homophobes. Oh my God. And they play um, Betty Davis Eyes. I love that song. Ah, wait. That's one of the best American horses. Dennis O'Hare. O'Hare? Is that his name? Dennis O'Hare? I don't know. Um, He he plays like the, well, I I don't know. I don't know what the character's pronouns are, but. um, But like the trans character in Hotel. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. So there's a trans <laughs> I, character I in Hotel, not played by a trans in. actor, which is a whole honestly, other issue. You should honestly just watch that episode because that episode stands on its own and it's actually just a really good story in general. Hmm. And it's very meta because it's like literally Lady Gaga like helping her become who she is mm. and like owning who she is. And that's what Lady, Lady Gaga did for like a lot of queer, queer people. people. So yeah. it's like a really beautiful like meta story that's interesting. moment. It's a really good episode, but um, Hotel was pretty rocky. Well, but the sequel to American Horror Story, which was, uh, oh, what, what the, the fuck? killer! 
the killer is escaping. That was a good season. That's a great season. That's my favorite season of all time. Oh my god, Asylum. Asylum. Sorry, it took me I've watched that like three or four times. I love that. Love that. That's a good sequel in a way. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's one good sequel that we talked about good sequels. (laughs) I'm only here to talk about me, myself, and I. (laughs) And that is the only good sequel that I think. What about Alvin? How are his sequels? Well, those set the standard. We're talking under the standard. We're living in a post Alvin of the Chipmunks world. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I have one more thing to say. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Let's hear it then. Everyone, the new host of Fear Queers. <laughs> yeah, Beza and I are actually going to be stepping out. I yeah, think, I think um, it's just no, Blake's show. That's my fear. I don't want to talk too much. I'm just like, Blake, oh. you're perfect. You're perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I spent the entire day preparing for this. And I have to say, when I was watching The Haunted Mask, there was something within me that I was like, this is why I love horror. Okay, but the real question is, is do you enjoy the sequel? Would you classify The Haunted Mask 2 as a good sequel? I would classify The Haunted Mask 2 as a good sequel because it is quite literally a continuation of the first one. Um, They literally just do the movie over again. Carly Beth returns. Her friend with the bangs returns. The two kids that bully her return. But they literally flip the roles. So the kids that bully her are wearing the masks now and Carly Beth has to save the day and she fucking reclaims the chicken suit that her brother bullied her in. Okay, that's kind of iconic. I've never seen The Haunted Mask 2. That kind of just turned me on to watching that. I need to watch it. She's a gay icon. Yes. And And I think for, I mean, me and Blake, Goosebumps is why we love horror. So it's it's very full circle. You should get a Haunted Mask tattoo. I want to get a haunted mask tattoo. I'm Beza. When I was watching it, I literally was saying the the lines in my head, and I haven't seen it in like two years. I just it's ingrained. It's I already do have a tattoo. It's on my brain. I hope I didn't talk too much. I hope the fear queer Pyrrhus will not be mad at me. <laughs> and I am a peacemaker. I treat myself and others with respect. For example, I am wearing house beauty and rare beauty at the same time <gasps> wow that's bold queens can coexist what I'm trying to say is that i'm trying to be fair with all these films that i'm talking about but i will be unfair to one and that is silent hill revelation 3d three double d okay oh okay so what i will say is i think if you're interested in coming back i think it would be fun to have you come back one day and talk about horror movies and video games oh yes especially when the last of us comes out the show which you oh i have to play, have to play. yeah I mean, I could even talk about Resident Evil, but I'll let the fear queers purists be the judge of that because I'm I'm scared. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared. I'm fearing. There's literally nothing to be scared of. Thank you so much for being here. It was very fun. We love you, and we love you so much. Oh my God. Love you guys too. Don't dox me. Um. <laughs> <I'm really laughs> All your opinions are valid, and you made some really great points. So thank you. It was a great time. Love you both. XOXO. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh chase oh beza how do you do it <laughs> <laughs> we how talk a lot i yes <laughs> i yes i yes what a pleasure what a joy um thank oh. you all for listening and we hope this was chaotic and fun because that's what we wanted 
<laughs> and we hope we uh, maybe you know i would like to hear what everyone else thinks about like what makes a good if you know we talked about a couple things that make sequels good a couple things that make sequels bad so if there's anything that you have to add to that kind of give us a squeak uh, give us a squeak does this make my butt look smaller theodore your butt looks fine we'll be back on december 10th with a brand new episode be sure to keep up with us through our instagram at lgbtqvhs and twitter at fearqueerspod you can also email us at fearqueers at gmail.com with any questions, comments, and as always, movie or TV suggestions, or if you just want to kiki ma ma ma. Again, we would love to hear what you think makes a good or a bad horror sequel. And please rate us and review us on the Apple Podcasts. Um, it really helps the show and only takes a few moments to do. Yeah, do it for Carly Beth. Honestly, that's what we're Carly all doing. Beth. I'm every day I'm doing it for Carly Beth. And remember. Gay Fry! <laughs>